Welcome to the Smart Connector, a podcast for entrepreneurs who put people first. If you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button to make sure you never miss an episode. In our podcast, we'll be looking at the power of authentic connection and how it can build your business success. We feature interviews with leading entrepreneurs and offer strategies to bring power to all your relationships, including the one you have with yourself. Be a smart connector to the architect of your amazing business and life. I met Catherine Turner a few years ago when we were on a year-long property mastermind together in Peterborough. Since then, she's built a very successful property business and now specialises in helping other business owners put systems in place to scale their businesses and free up their time. I interviewed her by phone and she told me all about her exciting work. So Catherine, welcome. It's so great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Jane. It's an absolute pleasure. And we met, of course, several years ago, didn't we, when we were both on the Progressive Property VIP program. Yeah, it feels like forever ago now. So much has happened since then. (laughs) I know, I know. Obviously, leverage is an absolutely key concept in terms of connection from many, many different angles. Of course, leverage facilitates connection because it frees up your time to spend with the people that you really care about. So it's very important from that perspective. And of course, I wanted to dive into how you leverage relationships because it's it's obviously more complex than the simple concept of delegation. Actually, what leverage is, I'd be really interested to explore that with you. So I'm hoping if that's okay, we can focus on those two topics today yeah sounds great absolutely right so so Catherine tell me first of all why are you so passionate about leverage the leverage lifestyle the idea is that I don't want to I don't want to essentially have the same experience with my children as I had growing up where feeling that again not unloved or anything as you know as dramatic as that but it's just thinking you know if I could be there for my children growing up in these formative years like what difference would that make to them and their life and how they grow up and what they want to have and achieve and all of that. So very much it was looking at business initially as my way out. But if you start your own business and anyone who has started their own business will know it can easily become like another full-time job. (laughs) And, and you suddenly realize that you're trying to be absolutely everything within your business. And I soon realized I'm not good at everything within my business. It was quite apparent to me. Uh, and I kept putting things off and I kept procrastinating. And so I thought this, this holy grail of being your own boss and being a business owner was going to absolutely change everything uh, and give me that lifestyle I initially wanted. But then I realized if I wasn't leveraging my skills, if I wasn't leveraging and outsourcing to other people, if I just didn't understand that concept, then I was still just going to be in the same position just now with more risk potentially you know I haven't now got a guaranteed salary at the end of each month yes you know you go through all of that and you think okay great and really it was uh, the same mentor and business person that kind of brought us into the uh, connected us really was Rob Moore and wrote the book um, a few years back now called uh, Life Leverage and really it was reading that book understanding the concept of leverage starting to understand how we can outsource but not suddenly have, you know, um, big employer 
uh, employees, sorry, uh, salaries to have to manage and NI and uh, pensions and all of that straight away. But actually, we could outsource to, uh, you know, simple task and finish projects. We could uh, hire virtual assistants. We could start uh, leveraging our strengths and things. I keep now saying our uh, because soon after this, uh, my husband then got involved as well, who's my business partner, Stephen. Yes. And so it was really us coming together and realizing this. And um, thanks to really being coached by someone who was already implementing the method themselves. And I think that's absolutely key that it's not about learning from someone who's, you know, not doing it and not implementing these things. It's about, okay, who's living a lifestyle that I want to emulate and create for myself and then going to see how they're doing it. And again, like I said, it's one of the reasons I put the podcast out there. Yes. So it very much was then a test. So we put these systems in place. We, created everything so that we could run it from a laptop or our phone and the businesses that we had. So at the time we were running our property business, we had um, our Amazon online business. So we had a few businesses kind of running and we wanted to really test it. And so we booked ourselves a holiday a month away. Now there's some funny twists and turns that happened and we essentially had planned to go to Southeast Asia for a month and travel all around and then I got to the nurse's office to have my injections. And the final question she asked was, and you're not planning to get pregnant in the next six months, are you? And I did think at first that was a bit of an odd question. Um, but I said, well, yes, <laughs> that's the whole point of this trip. One, from a business point of view, to test our systems and, uh, you know, could we actually run this laptop lifestyle and our businesses from our laptop anywhere in the world? And number two is if we can do that, then we're very likely going to start our family in the next six months. And so that put Southeast Asia off the, off the agenda. And so we looked at the other side of the world and we went to America and planned a trip over there. And I'd been before, but there's a few places that my husband hadn't been to before and that I hadn't been to before. And we thought, let's, let's do this. Let's test this. And our, it meant that for the week of my 31st birthday, I was sitting on a private Wi-Fi enabled beach in Bermuda and very nice it worked it was showing us it worked and that was that was the dream the wi-fi enabled beach of course that's the <laughs> yeah, that's my dream as well Catherine. yeah that's pretty I'll cool right that. uh, <laughs> yeah that's it and so um funnily enough our final stop was vegas and that's pretty much 40 weeks later so you can all figure out what happens in vegas didn't stay in vegas on this occasion um, <laughs> 40 weeks later, Ella was born, our first child. So oh. that, that was, it was all, yeah, it was all about that for us. So yeah, that's, that's it. That's the concept of Leverage Lifestyle. That's why I'm so passionate about it because it, it stopped me being ships in the night with my husband when he was still working. And even I'd come out of my, my sort of main job when he was still working in London. And so now I get that it's not just about creating a business, but actually creating a business where you're playing to your strengths, where you're leveraging your strengths, you leverage out your weaknesses to other people who can do those better than you. Yes. You can outsource, you can, um, you know, make connections. We've now got two new business partners as part of Idol Collective. And, and yeah, we had a, actually great timing, had a really great day yesterday and noticed that we all, our personalities are a great fit and there's kind of like four different areas of personalities and we all sit on different areas of them. And for, for me, that's perfect. Like I can leverage all the bits that I'm not so great at, that my personality strength is not so great at. And I can really sit 
in an area that is in my flow, I'm passionate about, that is going to really use the best of me. So that's also what it's about as well. Right, right. And I'm also very, very passionate about the concept of playing to your strengths. Mm -hmm. And I think this is one of the key ways in which entrepreneurs can be not just more successful, but also much happier. Because after all, we only have so many hours in the day. And it's a shame if we're spending those hours trying to be better at the things that we're naturally bad at. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So, so tell me about your particular um, strengths then, uh, Catherine, and, and the, your partner's strengths, and and what what how you actually uh, what you actually looked for when you were finding these partners, and how you used your emotional intelligence or or kind of understanding of other people to find them. Well, so sometimes I think intuition goes a long way as well. And like I said, we had, it's great timing. There's lots of different kind of programs out there like DISC and Wealth Dynamics. And um, this particular one was called Insights. And so we had a great guy called Andy leading us and training us in this and, and helping us look into the insights of us. We'd already done the test previously, but we yes. don't know the results until kind of the end of the, the first part of the day. And so it's a really great, kind of also just knowing that our gut was right. So I very much sit in what would be, if anyone's done any of this work, in the yellow area. Mm -hmm. So it is very much about I'm a motivator, I'm an inspirer, which is interesting because lots of people use that whenever I talk on stage, they come and speak to me and say, you've really inspired me. And it's a word that's resonated with me. And literally, there's this big circle that we were literally standing on yesterday and I'm standing in the quadrant and it's named inspirer and I was nice. like that's just perfect isn't it like that yeah. just does it all <laughs> how nice to be an inspirer oh well indeed yeah it's just like that for me is it makes my day when anyone ever says that to me because you know I'm not going to go out there and be like oh I'm inspiring but <laughs> I want to inspire that's my you know my vision my message out there that I want to inspire others to know that it is possible to to do the things that you love and that you want to do and that are in your flow. And, and that's going to make you a much happier person and not have to deal with uh, some of the struggles that come in life or issue. You'll be able to deal with them better. Yeah. So my strengths, like I said, it's very much about uh, collaboration, bringing teams together. I'm very much of a kind of sunny disposition, very much about connecting people. Funny enough, like being on this podcast today, and um, yeah, kind of bringing everyone along with me. So rather than necessarily like ordering people to do it or mollycoddling them, it's more about let's all do this together and let's go on this journey together. And I think that gave me, a, well, I got a huge amounts of insights, uh, excuse the pun, yesterday. And I think when you're trying to not play to strength or where you're maybe just questioning them at times, it's really nice to go through that process where it confirms, no, you were in the right place and you are doing the right things. And every now and again, yes, of course, you've got to check the data within your business or you've got to step up and be, um, I suppose the yellow is more about being a leader and the, the kind of fiery red, which is kind of my second part, is them being directive and, and telling people what they have to do. Yes. And so I can call on that when I need to and, that, and that's good as well. Um, and the interesting thing is my husband sits in the other areas so he's blue with a little bit of green so we're a great match okay. i kind of knew anyway and like i said it's 
gut and instinct is a, yeah, is a great thing, but having it confirmed even better. And so that's great. I know in terms of partnership in life and in business, we're a great fit because opposites attract and, you know, they always say that. And in our case, it's true. And then funnily enough, our for business partners, so I'm primarily yellow. Uh, Stina's primarily blue. It's all about data and thinking and, um, yeah, a lot of the stuff, the kind of technical aspects, which I always shy away from. Yes. Um, one of our other business partners, uh, also called Stephen, so it does get a bit confusing, say Stephen and then my husband Steve. Um, he's primarily red, so that's great. So he can be the kind of our director and our accountable, who we're accountable to. And um, yeah, so that's fantastic. And he can kind of oversee things. And then Chris, our other business partner, is in the green field. So we all make up each segment, uh, which is more about the kind of, uh, just getting things done um, again a lot more kind of feelings based um, but yeah it's, it, it just it was so funny we stood on this circle and it was this lovely moment of <laughs> perfect we are all in our separate segments no one's kind of overlapping in that sense and now we know that actually we're maybe we, we were overlapping at times or we were trying to have someone lead in an area that wasn't necessarily their strength they just thought it was because that's what they've always done and there's sometimes a tendency when that's what we've always done is where we think we are you know we might have come into a job or a business through kind of not necessarily our own volition it's kind of maybe been put on us at times yes. and so to actually go okay let's just sit in our natural personality areas and and, and play to those strengths and it's just yeah, it's just been a lovely feeling. So yeah, that's where my strengths are. That's where my husband's strengths are. That's where our other two business partners' strengths are. And so Ideal Collective, like we talked about us being a collective of people, a collective of businesses that we've kind of brought together as well under one banner. Yes. And it just, it works perfectly. <laughs> and so, I don't yeah. know, it's so important to understand that because when I, when I worked in media, I uh, worked for a a business which a lot of uh, people, I mean, I've talked about it quite publicly, but I came in to rescue a design uh, business and it was run by two business partners who were the same. And mm -hmm. they were actually attracted to one another because they got excited about the same things. They mm -hmm. wanted to do the same things. And, oh, it was just horrendous power struggles from day one because they didn't, they never paid any, any uh, attention. To this concept of how um, difference creates strength mm. but of course a lot of people are attracted to people who are the same as them and yeah. so do, do you find that you um, have to bring your awareness of the the strength of differences when you evaluate potential partners so they might they might not necessarily be the people that you click with immediately have you found that Yes. Yeah, so for me, it's really important that like, the first step I look at is, do we have similar vision and values? Yes. Like, are we heading in the same direction? Do we value the same thing? Then what I'm looking for is, do you have strengths in areas that I have weaknesses? So are you really great at or love or naturally in your flow to do things that would be complete opposite to me? So everything that I would um, loathe and put off and procrastinate on yes. and then that's so I'm looking sometimes it's easier before you go through these kind of insights or these kind of personality testing to see what are they doing what are they known for what do they kind of seem to be great at 
and look, I look for then the opposite. Now, the interesting thing is obviously when you have similar vision and values, and you can obviously have that with more than one person, it's then going, okay, but you seem to be doing lots of stuff that I'm doing. So if they're wanting the limelight and being on stage and the creator all the time, that's very much where I sit as well. If I, through my wealth dynamics um, testing that I've done. Yes. And so what I'm not looking to do is have another one of me that doesn't make sense. And so as much as I have been, um, people have come to me in the past wanting to partner up or create businesses together. When I notice that they're essentially wanting to do all the same stuff that I'm good at, I have to say, no, that's not going to work. And just being really upfront and honest about that and, and calling it out because maybe they're just seeing in me stuff that they like in them. And I've been, I think quite clear from day one. And again, I think that's that, that gut feeling and obviously meeting Steve and realizing that we had opposite strengths and weaknesses, but a common vision and value. And that obviously works well in terms of your life partner, but also if you're going to potentially work with them on a business together, that's, absolutely key as well yeah and and it's funny because obviously in life partners lots of people will look for people like them and you know they'll go and do the same things and then of course if you went into business together that could be horrendous so um i'm not saying it's for everyone but i do think me and steve have done that work to know that actually we complement each other rather than trying to step on each other's toes rather than trying to do the same things in the business and that's where i did have to in the past um you know i've mentioned my mum already I was just three when she was bringing me up on her own and younger than I was when I had kids. So I, I do absolutely think she's um, a superstar for that. Um, but we realized that when we started to look into going into business together, when we, when I first found property as my uh, way out of a day job, I started to realize and didn't necessarily take action on it soon enough that we were essentially the same person and we're, we kept procrastinating on the same tasks. I essentially was trying to be the dominant kind of figure within the partnership and say, like, can you go do this? I'll do this. And then when it wasn't getting done, I wasn't doing it either. And it just, yeah, it's um, hindsight's a wonderful thing. And I think that actually looking back now and even just talking through with you right now has given me that confidence now to say no earlier to any potential business partners or people who come at me with offerings where I know there's just going to be conflict in the end. And there was some big conflict with me and my mum. And we had to recognize that actually we were going to be better as mother and daughter rather than business partners. And we had to let that go uh, for the sake of that relationship. Um, And I think that's really important that you recognize what's more important to you when it comes to your relationships, you know, what's more important, um, you know, your life, your, personal relationship or your business relationship and you know either how can you make each work or where do you have to say and draw the line and and take action and 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 basically separate there so yeah that that gave me a lot of learning quite early in our business kind of life and journey and but like I said hindsight's a wonderful thing and I would have actually or should have taken action earlier but hey you live and learn. You know, it's very interesting what, what you say, because 
actually some of the most successful entrepreneurs in the world say the same thing as you. And interestingly enough, I was actually on Rob's Marketing Mastermind on Friday and he invited Alfie Best, who's one of the most um, successful entrepreneurs in the UK. He's got a net worth of close to 300 million. Come and talk to us. And he said more or less exactly the same thing. (laughs) I wouldn't be where I was in at all in business or life if I hadn't surrounded myself with people who allowed me to play to my strengths and who, you know, who, who really fulfilled um, my weaknesses. Mm. You know, it's, uh, it's just, as I said, it's, it's a, a mantra that I've heard again and again from some of the most successful entrepreneurs. There we go. Well, uh, I feel like I'm on the right track if that's what Alfred yeah, is doing as well, then that's fantastic. <laughs> so, so Catherine, let me ask you, how is leverage different to delegation? Mm, okay. I think it's a mindset thing more than anything. And I am, I think it covers more than what delegation does. So for me to delegate, it would be a person or a task. And I'm literally saying, go and do that task. And I might then manage them through it. I might give them some training in it. And then uh, they will go and do that task. Leverage to me is more encompassing than that. Or encompasses more than just that. So for me, I'm always thinking, am I the best person to be doing this? Does it even need a person to be doing this? Is there some software or automation that can be doing this that I can leverage? Yeah. Can I leverage my time better? So when I'm driving in the car to say do some training or a presentation, can I leverage that time to be learning and listen to an audio book or a podcast? Um, So there's leverage for me does encompass way more. It's I'm always having to think about or make sure it's in key part of my mind. So, you know, we have habits, we go and do things all the time that just kind of on automatic pilot. And sometimes that's because we think we're the best person to do it. It's just easy if we do it. And we don't stop and think, is this the best way to do it? And am I the best person to be doing it? And those are the key questions I ask myself all the time. And I think that's what creates a leveraged lifestyle because you're thinking all the time, could this essentially be done more efficiently, more effectively? Yes, it might take some time to train someone else to do that. For example, my virtual assistant. Um, but I can literally send her a quick WhatsApp or a memo. It doesn't have to be long-winded and a full explanation every single time. You know, she's got her own brain and she can think things through and she's got great, you know, intuition and um, takes the initiative with projects. And so I say, look, I'm looking to do this with my social media account, for example. So I'm thinking about how I can create more content, take my podcast content, for example, and repurpose it. Now, I'm not great at editing videos. Yes, I can sit in front of a camera, talk at it, but then the video is going to, nothing's going to happen with that video. So I do have to leverage and give it to someone else to make that then happen, to create more content, to go out there for my fans and followers and add value out there. So to me, it's more a mindset. And then the skill set is about implementing it, how you hire the right people, how you work with the right people, how you communicate with them well, how you can look at technology and automation systems. And again, a lot of that, I then looked to Steve because again, he's more data and systems driven. And I said, you know, I need to do this. Is there a piece of software that can just do that for me? 
or, you know, do I need the VA to be doing that for me? Or could I be doing that in a different way? So again, it's, it's kind of asking your question, that question to yourself all the time. So it's not just pure, I need a task done, I'm giving it to someone else. That, that would be the really simplistic version of leverage. I think leverage is way more than that. And, um, and something everyone can be implementing and, and, and doing whether the personal life, and that might be, you know, if you don't like cleaning, you don't like ironing, I don't own an ironing board. It's the simplest way I can leverage. I have to get it out there. I have to take it to the dry cleaners or the ironers uh, and get that done. I don't like cleaning. I'm not great at it and it won't get done because it's not my priority. There's so many other things I want to be doing with my time. So I, I leverage um, cleaners who do it way better for me. Um, obviously, it's their business. Fantastic. Um, and so I think you can do that in your personal life. You can do that in your business life. And therefore, you can get to play to your strengths and leverage your strengths as well. And that's another key thing. So for me, leverage also is thinking about leveraging your time, leveraging your knowledge and your experience. Um, so again, others can learn from that, which I think is great. And that's exactly what you're doing here, Jane, on the podcast as well and what I do through my podcast. And, and then leveraging um, your money as well. So I also on the podcast talk about different ways to leverage and in invest so whether that's investing your time, investing in capital, yeah. investing money, um, investing in assets. And mm -hmm. um, so again, that's something I'm really passionate about. And I think there's a final one there that I haven't talked about from the very beginning, but I'm starting to understand this concept of or how you can leverage talent. I look at my children and I think this is a thing when you become a parent and you see it more right in front of your face, essentially, that I have two children now and, you know, they're still very young. But I'm seeing massive differences in them. Yet we're bringing them up the same way. They're getting the same influences. But I can already see there's some different... Nature is doing something as well as nurture. Yeah. And so talent is definitely a factor. And I think how can we also leverage our talents better um, for ourselves, for others, for the community, for the greater good as well. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to explore that more on the podcast as well than I have previously. Absolutely. And and um, Catherine, one of the things, that, the concepts that I'm also quite passionate about is leveraging social capital, which I also mm. think is very um, relevant when it comes to children, because of course, well, I mean, certainly my children are older now, but, you know, I I made sure that, um, that, that I created value for um, the parents of the families that I felt were going to create value for my children. And I think this is a really, really important concept that it's not just to do with children, but it's also to do with, you know, your, your social environment as well as your business environment, that leverage can actually happen wherever you are, can't it? Yes, exactly. And I think um, I've just been reading a, a book. I'm, I'm always fascinated to learn more about how I can also be a better parent, how I can create a better environment. And one of the books I'm reading at the moment is The Montessori Toddler, as uh, Ella's just turned two. And they very much talk about, rather than just this concept of the adult and the child, the, the third element, which doesn't get kind of taught in mainstream schools, is the environment mm -hmm. and how the environment and the people and all that interaction is affecting the learning and contributing and all of that too. So, yeah, I'm, I'm also very much been looking at space and environment and how that um, is going to affect the children, but also my, me as well. And 
you know, our working environment, who, who we connect with. And yeah, there's, there's so much to it. There's so much to it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so the other thing I'd like to um, speak to you about, Catherine, is outsourcing because mm. you're a prolific outsourcer. And I think <laughs> people are anxious about the concept of outsourcing and they don't really know where to start and how to work with a VA, for example. So I think if you have any tips on that, I'm sure that our listeners would love to hear them. Fantastic. Okay. So, yeah, funnily enough, it's, it's interesting. Um, I get this fairly regularly. Uh, concerns, worries, like what would I even give them? How does it all work? And so a lot of that I have covered in, in episodes of Leverage Lifestyle. So, again, if people want to go delve into this more than we have time for, um, please go and check out those episodes. But what, the key things I would say is, uh, what number one, uh for me when i'm looking at a virtual assistant so someone who's not necessarily based in the same building as you or next to you uh so our vas are all based in the philippines so they are thousands of miles away but i want to treat them like any other employee so people may sometimes have a trust issue that you know they're not physically being able to see what they're up to and what they're doing or what they might do with their information and I say, well, that, isn't that the same with the person who's in your office? Because, you know, they're, they can be doing whatever they want to be doing online and on their computer and it depends what you give them access to. So trust over time is great. We do put in place uh, technology. So things like LastPass are really good um, to share passwords without, uh, while they're being encrypted. So again, you're not having to physically share passwords. Um, so that's a great start. I would start with where are you trying to do things that are not in your flow, not in your strength? Because a virtual assistant is great value for money to start with um, and a great way to bring another pair of hands, essentially, or eyes into your business at low cost. So most of our virtual assistants are around three to four pounds per hour. Um, and obviously that's a great wage for them. I do want to stress that. And we're always checking that as well, making sure we're keeping up with, um, you know, trends in in uh in, in pay and you know what their lifestyle is looking like and things like that yes. so let, let's start from the beginning what are you doing right now that you could be outsourcing or leveraging to a virtual assistant so start creating your list so i start and i call it a leverage manage do list so your leverage is anything you can leverage out so that might be to technology or to another person manage is you might need to manage someone going through that process so you can't just get it automatically sent out to someone and they're going to do it you might need to manage them through it teach them through it but again that's time well invested the final thing on your list is do and i.e you doing that because you're the best person to do it or it's not in it's not uh, the right thing to give to a virtual assistant or to anyone else right now so the idea is that the d's or the do part is the least amount on your list and everything else is you're getting leveraged or managed out now we have our own VA hiring portal called the Viva Club. Uh, so the Viva.club. Um, we help you through that process as well because we appreciate it is daunting. If you've never hired before, if you've never uh, you know, employed someone, and again, they are contracted to you, they're not employed by you. So again, you don't have to deal with pension and national insurance and all that sort of thing. You're paying them on a monthly basis for the work and the hours that they do. I would suggest the likelihood is you're going to have more tasks and more things that you're going to give to them than you even realize right now. So I would look to hire them on a full-time basis if you can. 40 hours a week is what we uh, recommend, but 
stop for 20 hours and see where you go and and just test them and try them with a task this is part of our hiring process and again all of the documents are there at the Viva Club we don't want you to have to reinvent the wheel or make this hard for you this should be a simple exercise because we know it's going to make a massive difference in your business so use all our documents so job description interview questions all of that it's all there and um yeah make it nice and simple give them a task that you're doing right now and give them everything they need to be able to do that task and then let them go and run and do that task for you as part of the hiring process uh and that's really how we kind of test them and bring them into our business like any other employee give them a probation period um, i would usually do a bonus at the end of the probation period if they have passed it and yeah that's kind of how i started really just think about wow we're getting overwhelmed we need more hours onto our business there's only so many hours we can work on our business and um, bringing other people in has absolutely revolutionized and transformed our business because wow. it just means that our customers are getting served when we're asleep it means you know our business is running even when we're on holiday it just absolutely has made an incredible difference and like i said obviously for me the whole idea of leverage is to have that time with my family my children especially in this formative years and so our team allow that to happen and yes we do have physical based staff here in the UK as well and um, but really it all started with our filipino based VAs and actually a complete bonus that most people don't even think about when they start hiring their first virtual assistant or staff member it really gets you into gear it gets you thinking about your business in a more systematic process way uh, and thinking about okay what am i doing what can i hand over and the real bonus for me is that it gave me uh me and my husband a complete kick up the ass <laughs> um, to really just get things out of our heads and onto paper onto you know our laptops and where then our VAs can then take that information and then start doing their job as well because we realized so much of it we were just doing on habit and the information was stored in our head and that doesn't help anyone that doesn't create a leveraged business if all the information is stored in your head so yeah that's um that's where i start and as i say any questions anything more specific i i'll be happy to help and as i say there's probably a podcast episode on leverage lifestyle about it so it's um it's been a key kind of driver to to create a leveraged lifestyle for for us and our business wonderful so if any entrepreneur uh wants to um leverage uh, the talents of VAs in the Philippines, then they can go to, what What would they look for, the website? Yeah, the website is um, just www.theviva, so V-I-V-A, very important virtual assistant it stands for, uh, dot club, so theviva.club. Okay, okay, well that sounds fantastic. Catherine, I just wanted to thank you, what an amazing podcast and so inspiring and it's wonderful to hear about your your journey and everything that, that you've been up to <laughs> yeah really really excited and thank you so much for joining us today well thank you so much for having me jane and i say i i hope this helps your listeners thank you catherine bye for now thanks Thank you for listening to the Smart Connector podcast. I invite you to follow me on social media or go to www.janebaylor.com to book a discovery call and learn about our exciting mentorships, masterminds and retreats. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.